Masechet Sukkah Daf Dalid. Very, very interesting Daf. We're going to have seven cases of how to take a sukkah that's too high and make it lower, or if it's too short, how to make it higher. And then we'll see a very actually relevant case of putting a sukkah on a roof. And I'll show you why it's relevant. And maybe I'll even touch on the halakha ma'aseh through a rambam and a geniza fragment. So uh, some very exciting cases. We begin, so I have a, a, a sukkah that's too high, more than 20 amot high. And I say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to um, uh, make it smaller by putting pillows or cushions uh, down at the bottom. And that'll be my floor, right? So I'm raising the floor with pillows. This is no good because pillows, they're not going to last there all seven days. You have in mind, you know, if you need a pillow, you're going to take it. It's not, per, you know, it's not, it's not permanent flooring. Um, and so, and we, and, and uh, people don't use it as such. Uh, therefore, it's not going to stay there and it's not okay. Um, so, even if you say bitul, like we do for chametz, right? These karim have a They're like dust of the earth. These pillows, it doesn't work. If you try to do bitul to cancel them, you're canceled, right? You're you're a strange person. Nobody says, "I think my pillows are dust of the earth." So if you try to nullify them, you're the one that's, that's going to be nullified. This is called cancel culture. Uh, okay, therefore, uh, pillows are out. They're not going to make a new floor. How about other things? Teben ubitelo, straw. Straw is useful. You feed animals. You can burn, uh, burn it for fire. But you don't use it so much like pillows. So if you do bitul on the teben, you say, this teben, I behold, it's nothing to me. It's flooring. That works. That's fine. And you step on the teben, seven days, you leave it there. All the more so dirt. I mean, dirt, if you have in mind that you're going to use it, oh, this dirt, I'm going to go and make a dam out of it, right? Um, then it's a big problem. But if you do be tool, this dirt, literally, right? This is my floor. I'm not using it at all. That is fine. Now, how about teben ve'en atid le'fanoto? If you did that, the previous case was, if I say verbally, explicitly, I am not using this teben. What if I don't say anything? I don't say it's batel, but I, I, I have no plans to use it. I have plans not to use it, right? I kind of have in mind, even if I don't verbalize it. Uh, or ve'afar stam, afar dust, that even if you don't have plans, just I don't say anything. In those cases, those are in between borderline cases. Here we have a Mishnah in Masechet Aholot. Okay, a little intro. In the laws of Ohel is that if there's a, a dead body in a room, it fills up the room. Um, now, but not doesn't go above. It doesn't go uh, uh, above after that. The thing, what you need is a buffer. You need a one tefach of space, empty space, and then the roof, and that caps it, and it doesn't go above that. However, if there's no empty space, and it's just filled in with, with stuff that's all just part, it's all substance, then it does go above and below and all around uh, all around it. So you need a tefach and a roof in order to stop um, the tum'ah from rising. This is very relevant because on uh, many El Al flights, there's probably a body underneath. However, what if you're a Kohen? How do you go on the plane, right? You're actually in the tube with it. 
So they know and they pack it in such a way that there's a tefach of space and then in the coffin and then a cover on top that, that the tumah stays inside. Okay, that's the law. Mishnah there says, let's say there's a corpse in a room, in a house, and you fill up that room with teben, with, with hay, like maybe it's a barn, or serorot, or with pebbles, and you say, I don't care about this teben, I don't care about these pebbles, uh, they're like nothing to me, mevutal. So therefore, it is nullified, that's bad. If it's nullified, that means there's no empty space. If there's no empty space, then the Tumah is going to go right through that and pass the roof and make a, a, anything on top of it Tameh. Um, if you don't nullify it, then it's not part of the structure, then it's like empty space. So what do we learn from that? For these Teben and um, and Sedorot, Bitelo in, Lo Bitelo La, only if you nullify it, then it is nullified. If you don't nullify it, it's not good. So what you see from here is according to Rabbanan, you have to specifically nullify these things. Otherwise, they are not nullified. And the same thing for a sukkah, if you want to use them for flooring to raise the floor. That's, tanak, that's Rabbanan. Rabbi Yoseh is more mekel. And he says, if you have hay, and as long as you don't have plans, you have plans not to use it, right? That's fine. You don't have to say bitul. And for dirt, it's even less. If you just have, you say nothing. There's three different levels. Either you have plans not to use it, you have no plans at all, or you have plans not to use it, right? The middle one is, I just didn't say anything. So uh, for him, uh, dirt, if you don't say anything, you're going to stay there, unless you have specifically plans to use it. Um, so therefore, afad, if you want to use afad, if you have dirt and you plan to use it, that's no good. And that's equivalent to, um, that's equivalent to uh, um, teben that you don't say anything about. Teben is more usable, so therefore Teben Stam is not not Batel. Okay, good. So now we have all those cases of pillows. That's for sure not good in any case, even if you do Bitul. And uh, these other in-between cases, that can be good even if you didn't do Bitul. You're nullifying, you say, I'm not considering this straw to be anything useful to me. Huh? I want it to be the floor. I want it to be, I want it to be um, earth, right? Uh, not... Right. I am not going to use it for any for any purpose. You say it explicitly. That works for for uh, teben and dirt. It doesn't work for pillows. All right. Next case. Um, so here's a picture. If you have um, a very tall sukkah, too tall, but you see the schach has a, 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 a leaves and thorns sticking down uh, there. So it depends. If those thorns, if just that bottom part of thorns, you have more shade than sun, then that itself could be schach. Right, and so you don't forget that forget what's up above it. Schach could be very thick; it doesn't matter if the bottom a part of the schach that's under twenty is more shade. Then that's good schach by itself. So that's for sure fine. The imlav pisula. But if you just take that bottom that's within twenty amot from the floor and it has more sun than shade, then it's not good schach. And therefore, that that the, the rest of the schach is above. So therefore, it's too high. It's pasul. Good. Next case. Now the opposite. This is ten, only ten tefachim. 
right? The the But there are thorns and branches that are going down under tentavachim. So it's the opposite case, right? If is more sun than shade, then it should be fine because so what? It's like the little decorations, little things sticking in. It's not providing shade, so it should not reduce the uh, the top. Just like it does not reduce it when it's too high, it shouldn't reduce it if it's too low. So he thought it would be fine, Abaye. But then this is sirucha. Sometimes it means it's uh, uh, problematic. It actually means sagging. Um, regarding in Shemot, regarding the Yidiot of the Mishkan, it says they're a little uh, extra and it, it, it sags down past the side of the Mishkan. So that's what sirucha means. This is a um, deficient uh, um, sukkah because it's, it's all sagging. It's not, it's not honorable to live in such a thing. So it's interesting. Rava is always conceptualizing. Before any conceptualizes, it has to be dirat arai. Can't look like a palace, a permanent structure. On the other hand, you do have to live there for seven days. You can't be less than ten tefachim and this thorn sticking into your head. Right? This is this is not proper, and therefore it is not okay. Next case. This is an interesting case. We have a picture here. Um, okay, so you have one a sukkah. The top is more than 20 amot high. That's not good. But you build a platform uh, out of bricks, whatever, and the platform uh, makes it less. Now, if this platform touches three walls, right, goes along the entire back wall and reaches up to the side walls, and this would be a kasher sukkah by itself. In order to be a kasher sukkah, it has to be at least seven tefachim, right? That's the minimum size sukkah. So if it's seven wide and uh, seven long, at least, then not only is this section kasher, of course, this section is kasher, it has three walls and a roof, it's fine. Not only that, the rest of the sukkah is also kasher. Like that kashrut, it's as if the um, platform extends. Like once the schach and the walls are kosher, they can extend throughout. Happens to be a dip, you know, there's a step down. So what, right? But you have, a, you have, you have this kosher thing, the rest can, uh, can extend. Um, this is actually quite a useful halakha. Sometimes you have three walls, but you have maybe some section that sticks out. And according to this, the schach can even extend, even though the, the walls uh, don't. Okay, um, so that would be uh, that would be okay. Umin hatsad im yesh misafat istebalakot ba'amot pesula pachot ba'amot keshera. If, as opposed to putting it here where it touches all three walls, let's say you put it over here where it only touches two walls. Now already this is not good because if you had only this platform, you only have two walls. Not good. However, if from the space, from the edge of the platform here to the opposite wall is less than four amot, that's okay. Why? We apply dofen akuma, meaning a bent wall. Imagine, see this wall here, right? Walls sometimes are not straight. So imagine this wall bends and this schach here is part of the wall, right? Uh, and that's fine. So I just have a bent wall and therefore it reaches up to the edge. So it's as if this has actually three walls um, may not be able to sit under it because I'm sitting under a wall and that's chach, but nevertheless, if it's four amot or less, we can apply dofen akuma. It's close enough that it's all part of the wall and therefore it has three walls. 
Okay, good. So that is the halacha. Now we say, we know this law of Dofin Akuma already. Why do you have to even tell us this? By the way, all these cases, you notice there's no names. It doesn't say Amar uh, Rav. It doesn't even say Tanura Banan as a Braita. Who's, who's saying all these, who's presenting all these cases? Now she says, it's the, uh, it's the B'nai Yeshiva. It's uh, the, the later uh, editorial level. Uh, they're uh, throwing out these cases and discussing them. So this is all uh, stem from the anonymous layer of the uh, Talmud. So it's very interesting to have such a long and uh, intricate uh, layer from the stem. My Kamash Malan, why are you been telling me this case? To teach me that I can consider the wall as if it's bent? Tenena, bayit shenivchat v'sikech al gabav im yesh min hakotel l'sikuch al ba'amot pesula. We have a badaita that says a house. Let's say you have a house. In the middle of the house, the, sorry, the wall, the ceiling fell in, right? And you say, oh, fantastic. I can use this <laughs> as, a, as, as a sukkah. So if, I, if the whole, if the entire ceiling fell in, that would be the best. Then you have a, a full sukkah. Not good for your architecture, but... Um, but if part of it, then if as long as from the edge of where the schach is going to be to the wall is less than four amot on this side and all around, that's fine because we consider that this wall on the side just bends and continues right to there as long as it's four amot or less. So we already know this halacha from a b'raita. Why are you coming now later on this, you know, anonymous layer and saying, oh, I have a chidush. Of course, of course, it's okay. The answer is, um, uh, so, and therefore, less than that, we know it will be okay. So, if I only had that braita, I would have thought, we only had the case about a house. Well, the house, those walls are proper walls, they're the right size. But in our case, the walls are too tall. And so I don't know, I didn't know if you can combine a wall that's too tall, so it's not even it's not really good, and it's also gonna uh, gonna bend. So is that okay? We might think not, and therefore we say yes, you can combine both of these halachot. Excellent. Next case. Oh, now you build not only touching one wall, right in the middle is this platform, right? So this is uh, this is not going to be much tougher. Um, as long as you have four amot or less between on this side and on this side, that's okay, right? Otherwise, if on any side, uh, you don't have, because you need to have uh, three walls. Um, yeah. Now, You said four amot or less. Do you mean less than four amot or specifically four amot or less? Because four amot sounds right? like it's pasul. Uh, you're right. Okay, exactly. For Amot to be Pasul has to be less than for Amot. Okay, thank you for bringing out your measuring tape. Oh, exactly. Yes, you're right. My Kamash Malan. Why do you have to tell us this? The teacher's Dofen Akuma, it's the same thing. One side, two sides. I mean, what's the difference? How many? Uh, I might have thought maybe one side, you know, one, one crooked wall, kind of, okay, fine. But uh, all the walls are crooked, right? It doesn't, really doesn't look like much of a, of, a, uh, of, of a room in that case. But yes, you can even do it on, on all sides. The truth is from the Baraita above that, you know, they have in the middle of the roof, uh, came down. Actually, over there, you you, you are using Dofen Akuma on all sides. So you could have learned it from... 
Everything's bent. Right, everything's bent. All four sides are bent in that baraita. Uh, but we could say the same thing. Over there, the walls were less than 20. How do you know that you can, pl- can, can apply higher than 20 and dofen akuma on all sides? So it's good, to, it's good that he taught us this. Didn't you say that Bach said that you can't have a sagging structure that we have, a, we have four bented walls about to collapse on each other? That's okay, though? That's okay. It's not sagging. <laughs> it's not sagging on your head, right? <laughs> No, maybe it's nice. Some people like, uh, you know, like a teepee uh, kind of architecture. Um, all right, teepees are interesting because they're only walls. There's no roof. So what do you, what do, you do? All right. <laughs> One leaf. <laughs> but you can only sit right under there. Next case. You have short walls. The walls are shorter than 10 tefachim. And what you do is in the middle, you dig down, right? Deep down. Uh, and so if you add the height of the walls plus the height of the pit, then you get to more than 10. If it looks like this is a lot of space between the pit and the edge of the wall, more than three tefachim. That is much shorter. This is just like 10 inches. Right? Um, then it's no good. But if it's closer than that, then it's okay. You can see this picture looks like it's closer. This is, no, this is one in the middle. Yeah, this one, right? Um, uh, you see, so if it's very close, so why, why, what's the difference? Now, how come over here three tefachim and the other one we said four amot? Right, what is the difference between these two? So that's the next question of the Talmud. If it's less than three tefachim, it's okay. No, but it has to be, this is, this is horizontally. The wall has to be away from the going down. Uh, less than three tefachim uh, horizontally. How come in the previous halachot, where dofen akuma, it could be four amot away, but here only three tefachim. There, there is a wall. It's just that it's too high, so we're going to, and it's far away, so we're going to bend it over. But there is a wall there. Here we have to make a wall. A wall, a wall less than 10 tefachim is not halachically considered a wall. It's nothing. It's just a curb cut. Um, so therefore, you don't, you don't even have a wall to begin with that you can start extending it or anything. So therefore, the wall has to be straight. Less than three tefachim, we use the word, we use lavud. Lavud means it's considered connected. If it's something three tefachim or less, it's like, or less than three tefachim, uh, it's like all, it's all, it's all, it's all one, right? If you have, so therefore you have the lattice, you have holes in your walls, less than three tefachim, we're just nothing. We don't care about it at all. So if, so in this case, if it's going, you have the wall and then just a little bit, three tefachim, that's all the same wall. We'll consider it as if it's all one. Um, and you can't, you can't say foramot because you don't have a wall at all without the extra depth in the middle there. It's interesting that we said before that the minimum size of sukkah is foramot by foramot. Maybe you could say if the walls go in, there's no roof anymore, right? Like you were saying with the teepee. Is, is, that, is that like a, a reason why- right. Well, that's, that's, that's the same case as the teepee, right? Right, right, so yeah. I'm saying, is that, like a, is that one of the reasons why that, that they consider that the minimum size of a sukkah? No, because then for Amot, could, you could use both sides for Amot. It could be eight by eight and still, you have to be more than eight by eight oh. in order to, no. Four by four is, we saw as a standard measurement for a room, for a mezuzah, for ma'akeh, for everything. So I think uh, four by four made sense if you want to define it as uh, a house or a room, and the seven by seven tefachim is if you want to define it by usage. Uh, look, as long as you can fit in there and eat there, that's all, that's all good.
next case. So it's high, and instead of like a platform that goes along, you just put one little uh, pillar or table in the middle. I'll show you a picture here. Uh, like this, okay? And you're sitting on top of this. Now, the question is, can you consider the walls to go under you, right? That's, oh, that's okay. Who said the walls have to be higher than where you're sitting? The walls can be lower than you. And so can we say, good asik, you have four walls. Now, so if you use the outside walls, no good, because those are too high. So the ceiling, the sechach is more than 20 amot from the floor, from the ground floor. But you're sitting over here, so your floor is higher. Uh, but where's your walls? The walls are too far away. They're more than four amot, right? Oh, the walls, how about these? I could use the walls that are under me. And we have a concept, good asik, that good means a wall. Asik means we extend it up. So we'll extend it up, even though it's under me, right? Sounds like it should be fine. And the first opinion says it is okay. No. Should be okay. We'll consider the sides of this pillar to be walls, then tentavachim high. Beforehand, that platform was less than tentavachim. So this whole thing didn't apply. But these are tentavachim. That's good enough to be a short wall. We extend it up. And now you have walls and the schach is less than 20 amot from where you're sitting. So he thought that should be okay. Rava's always coming in with the, doesn't feel right, right? Something about the concept that you need uh, walls that are that you can see, you can tell that they're walls, and you don't have that in this case. Um, it's not clear if he's rejecting totally God asek michisata. I think he would agree that if the walls were partial but above ground, then you can extend it up. But if they're below ground uh, and you really don't look like walls, then would he still say it? In this case, there's even a bigger problem, which is that you're, you're, there's two floorings. You're using the floor, the ground floor here in terms of the, for the walls, right? You say, the walls begin down here, sorry, right? The walls begin down here. So therefore, see, I have walls, uh, the uh, 10 tefachim off the ground. But for the purpose of the roof, you're using the top of the pillar as the floor. So like pick a, pick a, pick a reference point, right? It's like theory of relativity, right? Where is your ground floor, right? Pick one. Fine. If you want to be, if you want to be that, then you need walls that start from the ground and go up, right? You can't put walls underground and bury them and say, oh, "I have walls underground." So this is, uh, therefore, this is more problematic than uh, the cases that we've seen before. All right. Um, if you count, I counted seven, more or less, uh, seven uh, cases uh, just now, and now we have a baraita. So we're getting back into Tanaitic material. Ten or banan, naas. If you uh, have, um, sorry, okay, on top of a building, uh, you take four pillars, kundesin is poles, and you put them at the corners, and you put schach on top, and no walls, that's it, just that. That is the question. Uh, Rabbi, ya Rabbi Yaakov said, yes, it's fine. And Chachamim say, no. Now, why would you say it's okay, even though there's no walls? Well, there's a wall here. So if you consider the ground floor down here, right? And this goes to similar to the case that we just uh, mentioned. Um, so, uh, Amar Rav, okay, so Rabbi Yaakov says it's fine. Chachamim say, no. 
Uh, they were going to have two Amoraic interpretations of this Baraita. So keep the level straight, right? The Baraita is Tanakama and Rabbi Yaakov, or Rabbanan and Rabbi Yaakov. Um, Chachamim, yes, it's Chachamim, okay? So uh, uh, think about Halacha Lema'aseh. If you just had this, we're going to follow Chachamim. They're more machmir. They say it's no good. But we're going to have two interpretations about what case they're talking about. Amad Avhuna, Machloket al-Sifat Hagag. We're talking about a case where the, ed, the poles are put on the corners of the, of the roof. Um, where's the fence for the roof, Ma'akeh? Good question. I don't know. Did it, maybe it's not so high. Right. Rabbi Yaakov, who permits it, he says, you can take the walls that are below where you're sitting and extend them up to the heavens. Maybe Rabbanan, do not apply this. And, you know, you can't have walls that are beneath you and that they're going to go up. No, it doesn't work. But let's say it's in the middle, like this, right? You have four poles in the middle of a roof. Well, here, um, well, if they're very close, maybe you could say three tefachim. But if they're far away from the edge of the roof, then nobody would say this is okay. There's no, there's no mechitza at all. Even if you take this wall and extend it up, it's too far away from the schach. You can't have too much space between the schach and the wall. Uh, so everyone would agree that that is no good. That is the opinion of Rav Huna. Good? Okay, so keep that in mind. According to this, according to Rav Huna, if you had it at the edge, would it be good? The answer is no, because Chachamim, we would follow Chachamim, and they say it's no good. So this is a Mahmir interpretation. That's all he says, only those words. A little bit cryptic. I wish he could have uh, uh, explained himself more. But so it sounds like if it was at the edge, then it would be okay. Now, this is very interesting. In the middle of the Gag Machloket, Rabbi Yaakov thinks that this is okay. Even though you just have four poles and the walls are far away, it's still okay. What is Rabbi Yaakov thinking, right? Uh, it's very strange. We're going to see in a minute that it seems that according to Rabbi Yaakov, you don't need full walls. All you need is corners. Uh, if you have like a, a bracket, Four brackets. Eh, architecturally, it kind of looks like uh, the, the walls are there. So he doesn't seem to need full walls in any case. And therefore, he says, this is fine. For sure, if it was on the corners, he would say, okay. But the question is, Chachamim, they say this is no good. What Rabbi Yaakov doesn't tell us is, what if it was on the corners, according to Chachamim? Would they permit it or not? That's the next question. If so, this is a uh, nice kula, uh, that according to Rab Nachman, in the opinion of Chachamim, and Allah is like that, it would be fine if the corner, if they're on the walls. We say, good asik, right? And we could follow that. Or dirma ben bazo, ben bazo machloket. Or maybe the machloket is in both cases. And it only told us in the middle to tell us that the Yaakov is matir, even in that case. Chachamim would prohibit in all cases. They want walls that are above the ground where you're sitting on. Otherwise, no good. Take all, we leave this up in the air. Okay, when you leave something up in the air, this is a doraita. We have to assume we have to be machmir. Um, so this would be a problem. Okay, now we're going to ask a question on the Rav Huna's interpretation. Another Braita, another version of this. You take four poles, you know, like, you know, we have the canvas Sukkot, just leave off the canvas. Just take the white, the white poles and put them on the ground, not on top of a roof. So there's no possibility of using the walls of a roof, right? And just put it right in the middle of your backyard. Just a frame. He says it's fine. 
Okay, again, so maybe he's going to see it as brackets. Hachamim poselim, chamim say it's no good. Now we learn from this. Putting it in the middle of your backyard is like being in the middle of a roof, right? And you see that Ibi Yaakov says it's okay. This proves that Rav Nachman's interpretation is correct and against Rav Huna. We rejected Rav Huna. Okay, so Rav Huna was machmir anyway. Anyway, he's, re- he's rejected. A further rejection. Right, it's clear that they are arguing about a case in the middle. At the edge, sounds like everybody would be agree it's okay. But Rav Huna, you said that they argue at the edge. So, oh, so there's two. Now there's two questions on Rav Huna. Um, so, uh, I mean, they're really related, but now, you know, we're just piling it on, right? Rav Huna, you're finished. Um, okay, so, but we, usually when we say to Yufta, he's, that's it, he's rejected. But Rav Huna comes back, right? Out of the rubble, right? He comes back to save himself. He's not really saving himself so much. He's kind of changing his tune. Um, he says, uh, you know what? You're right, you're right. They, they are arguing in the middle. But also in, at the edge, that's what I meant to say. I meant they're arguing on both cases. Um, and the fact that it's formulated in the, in the middle and not at the edge is to show you how that Adif. You always want to say how right, the strength of Yaakov that he is matir even in the middle of a, of a roof. But truth is, that Chachamim would say, um, would argue on both cases. And that's what he meant to, meant, meant to say. And this is the second option that we said before in the Ibaya Lehu of Rav Nachman. If we get that straight. Um, good. Okay, so that is, that's the end of that case. Um, now, what are we going to do in this case, Halacha Maaseh? This actually came up um, some years ago. Someone asked me about a case like this, where they have a porch, open porch, they have a nice trellis on top, and they have um, a fence, right? So they want to just put, they, in this case, they were overlooking the, 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 uh, the, the river, so uh, lake. So they want to just put schach on top, and that's it, right? And the problem is that when I measured, then the fence was not high enough, or not tentefachim, just the fence by itself. So the question is, this is not actually the exact house, but a similar one. Um, so the question is, can you use the good asik from below, from the foundation of the uh, of this porch? Um, so this would this is exactly our case. This is kundesin, right? Four pillars all around and srach on top, but no wall where you're sitting, only a wall below where you are. Can you extend it up? Okay. So it would seem, according to the conclusion of our, of our text, um, and many Rishonim say it's no good. Why? Hachamim say it's pasul. Depends on Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, right? According to Rav Huna, the machloket is in the middle. So on the edges, no good. According to Rav Nachman, you have a chance but Rav Nachman, we had a we had a who is the machloket in the middle or on the edge, and he didn't know, so we have to assume we the the chumra. Rav for sure is no good. Rav Nachman half half, so maybe so it seems no good. Here is the surprise. If you look at Hadam Bam, he says says you put him on the corner because they're on the edge of the roof. It's okay. 
we consider the walls of the building underneath as if they go up uh, to the root, the top of the schach. Rambam, where did you get this from? Right, you're going by Chachamim in a case on, on the edge and against Ravuna, and you're assuming, I don't know where, where, is, this, where is this coming from? And the Ravad right there says, For sure, according to Ravuna, it's no good. Even according to Rav Nachman, we left it open, we left it standing, so we have to be Machmir. So this is a big question. Now nobody can understand where Rambam gets it from. However, I checked out the manuscripts and there is a Yemenite version, uh, the Yemenite manuscripts. They have as follows, the beginning is the same. And then uh, Rav Huna is the same. But for Rav Nachman, it says, Amar they only are arguing in the middle, at the edge. Everyone thinks it's fine, even Chachamim. There's no Ibai Elehu, there's no Teku, and Rav Nachman is nice and clear. So it seems that Rambam must have had a, this Girsa, and therefore it ends with, yeah, beautiful Rav Nachman, Chachamim, it's all good. So now my question is, can we follow this? Halacha uh, Maase. Um, so if you look at the Bet Yosef, right, we'll uh, bring it down to Shulchan Aruch. Bet Yosef first quotes uh, the, the, the text that we have that in, our, in our Gemara. He quotes the Rosh that says, since it ends in the Teku, we have to be Machmir. Okay, but um, he finds that Rav Shiragaon, Logarisi Bayalehu. He knows that Rav Shiragaon, he has a tradition from him that you don't have that question. And therefore, we follow Rav Nachman, and that's what the Rambam says. So you see, Bet Yosef understood, right, where Rambam got it from. Um, and so, therefore, be it good. It will be fine. But he ends. Bechol HaSefarim Shelanu, Bet Yosef Maran says, in all of our books, I have the question, which one is it? And I have the take. So I can't rely on this tradition that Rav Shira had because I have never seen a manuscript that has this text. So here's my question. Now that we do have a manuscript, these Yemenite manuscripts that do have this text, um, can we say if Maran would have seen them, then he would have been Matir? Yes, we can, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad we have another rabbi here. Uh, rabbi Nathan says, yes, we can. Um, I'll add a support to that. Shulchan Aruch himself does not say clearly one way. At first he says, pisula, the stam, v'yesh machshirin. So he has the stam v'yesh. Okay, normally you'd follow the stam, but he does, God does give the yesh. That's opening to Rambam. And with this consideration, I think there's definitely room to matir. Uh, this person, I told them at first, maybe just add a band above. What's the big deal? He says, no, I have to see the lake. I have a beautiful view. I don't want to ruin it. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask them. I'm going to tell them to go see Rabbi Dweck. For a what, what is the recap? Hey, you just brought me up Shiraga on. You brought me a Guinea fragment. You brought me Harambam. There's a lot. There's a lot of good good things going for it. So where does this girsa come from with the, all the extra stuff? Say it, David, again. Where does all the extra stuff, all these extra questions, come from? Oh, where I mean, where does it come from if it wasn't there? Uh, where does the girsa come from? Um, this is a good question. Uh, there is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter my, whatever, everything I just said. Um, it could be that the original had it there. The, the Yemenites, they followed Rambam to the T. So if they saw this in the Rambam, maybe they say, oh, Rambam, maybe they went backwards and fixed the Gemara to help Rambam. Maybe. On the other hand, 
Bet Yosef has it in the name of Rashi Gaon. So that's something really old. So we do have it somewhere. Um, okay, uh, it's hard to know. Sometimes there's just different uh, um, branches of uh, the transmission of the Talmud. Okay, last baraita uh, for today. Tenora banan naatz arba'a kundesin be'arba'aritz v'sikech al gaban. You stuck these four poles now in the floor, in the ground, and you put schach on top. Rabbi Yaakov Omer, this is really expanding on what we said before. Ro'in kol she'ilu yechakeku v'yechaleku v'yesh pahen tefach lekan u'tefach lekan nidonin mishum diyumad v'imlav en diyonin mishum diyumad. So if you have a pole, a pole generally is something round. So the pole by itself is not going to be good. What you're going to do is imagine if you would cut out this way and that way, um, and if when you cut out this middle section, you would have a right angle with a tefach on one side and a tefach on the other side, then you create a bracket which is called in Aramaic diumad. It comes, seems to come from the Greek dio, like du, like duo, two, uh, amud, two pillars. Um, so it's a corner uh, of, of two pillars. When you have such a thing and you have them on all four corners, then it's an imaginary wall. We, do, we use this in a, a different halacha. In Masechet Eruvin, it's mentioned, when you have a well in the Shuta Rabim. The rabbis wanted to give, if people are traveling, they wanted to make a, uh, make a leniency for people to draw water from these wells. And it's too hard, let's say you're camping out there, it's too hard to go and build a whole uh, walls around it. If you just have four brackets around a well, then you're allowed to draw water out of the well. A corner bracket, four corner brackets. Right, an L shape, right, exactly. Four corner brackets, L shape, this way, this way, this way, this way. When you look at them, you say, oh, it's bracketing it in. So visually, it looks like it's four walls. Rabbi Yaakov says that's sufficient for a sukkah. And so that explains why, why he needed all those things. You don't need full walls. However, Chachamim say, no good. Until you have two full walls, that means those two have to go from end to end and have to be at least seven tefachim or more. And the third one can be even one tef, third one can be one tefach. That's okay, right? So you know the mnemonic, sukkah, samech, four walls, kaf, three walls, or a he has two walls, and a little bit, the, uh, the chupchik of the he. Um, uh, that, would be, that would be good. So with this, we can explain the case of, of, uh, the case of Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim, what Chachamim would require. So in some, we had seven uh, cases from the Stama Talmud about discuss uh, too tall and how to make it shorter or how to make it larger. And then this case of the Sukkah on the roof and something with just poles, which according to Yaakov is always fine, but even according to Chachamim, if it's at the edge of the roof, it may actually be permitted. Baruch Adonai Amen